Anger leads to a lot of things. It's always terrifying when anger is the leading reason for a mental break in somebody's thought process. Jack Richard would not only have a work accident that would lead to his employment termination, but it would lead to him stalking and murdering some of the people that worked there, all out of anger. Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Lulu, and today's episode is about Jack Richard. Now, I was kind of on the fence where I wanted to put this case, if I wanted to consider this, you know, a true crime case for Sundays or a Friday upload, but I came to the conclusion that I personally think that this is, you know, a Friday upload case, and that's why we're covering it today. I didn't feel like it quite met, you know, my feelings on how a Sunday upload should go. And yeah, but that's why we're here today. I also wanted to mention um, I am recording this a little earlier than usual on purpose because we are going to, like I said, do that move into the other room. But we did take a lot of the stuff surrounding my mic down. Um, Usually that breaks up some noise and some echo. And I messed around with my audio a little bit this morning and tried to get it, you know, as normal as possible. And I just hope that it doesn't sound weird on your end. And if it does, I apologize. Remember, it's just temporary. We're going to get back to normal and sounding normal in a very short period of time. Anyways, let's get back to the case of Jack Richard. Now, I had always heard stories of Jack growing up. Um, It was something that was shared a lot It kind of became one of those, you know, horror stories that my family would tell around the fire and I would tell kids at school and I just really found it was interesting. And that's one reason that I did cover it here today. I could not find when he was born, but I did find, you know, a little bit about him as a child. So Jack wore glasses growing up and he had a very, very quirky personality. On top of this quirky personality, he was really clumsy and he would run into things all the time and break things. This led to him being bullied in school and just not really having a lot of friends. A lot of his classmates, when this situation would happen, would come out and talk about how, you know, he was clumsy, he broke things, he was weird, and nobody wanted to really be around Jack. So already right off the bat, it's very clear that Jack had, you know, a hard childhood growing up. And I'm not saying that everybody doesn't experience, you know, some form of bullying, because we do, but, you know, it it does suck for Jack. And he really didn't have any friends to surround himself with. And a lot of us, when we do get bullied, end up do finding, you know, friends or people, and we don't go on to do what Jack ends up doing. Jack could never really hold a job down. That was until he was a little bit older and he would land a job as a cook. Now, this restaurant wasn't, you know, one of the most popular restaurants in the world, but it was one of the most popular restaurants of the town. So not everybody in there, you know, dog came, but everybody in the town came. Does that make sense? 
And so Jack was, you know, demanded to do a lot of things and had a lot of stressors on his job. He had to keep up with all of the cooking and he was doing really well at it. But one day, a couple years into working at this job, Jack's clumsiness would unfortunately lead to a work accident. After Jack would mostly get it taken care of himself, he would go to his boss who was in the office working on some paperwork and inform them that he needed to go to the hospital. This, this hand was severely injured and workers' comp would have to get involved. Now, this restaurant was not like a corporate thing. It was more of a, you know, mom and pop restaurant. There was only one of it in the town and it was ran by his boss. And his boss was not happy about this. His boss knew that Jack was always a little clumsy, but he was not happy that he had severely injured his hand and now they had to get workers comp involved. He did send Jack to the hospital and he got his hand checked out and he would also be informed that he would not be able to do his cooking job until his hand was healed. And that not only frustrated Jack because he enjoyed his job, but it also frustrated his boss because his boss was now down, you know, his head cook. Workers comp would show up and they would begin an investigation. They would look at the cameras, talk to people, and, you know, do the whole nine yards with what they have to do. While they looked at these cameras, they easily came to the conclusion that the injury was Jack's fault. And yes, he was being clumsy, but he was actually doing things that he was not supposed to be doing in order to try and catch up because he seemed like he was behind on his cooking. And that is when Jack injured his hand. They went and informed the boss that it was Jack's fault and not only did Jack need to pay for all of his own medical bills, and that they had seen Jack, you know, doing some other dangerous things. This made his boss mad, and he began weighing his options here. Jack had already cost him time, work, energy, now he's down a cook, and he was just kind of over it, because as much as Jack was his head cook and he liked Jack to a point, Jack's clumsiness and quirkiness just didn't, it clashed with his boss. It almost seemed like his boss for the longest time was actually trying to push Jack to quit. That is because it would be a lot easier on everybody if Jack just quit, whereas if his boss fired him. And his boss came to a conclusion that day. I don't know if I said it. His boss's name was Eugene Harold. Eugene made the decision that Jack was being reckless at work, he was breaking rules, and that he didn't really want Jack working for him anymore. But he felt guilty about firing Jack. So uh, when Jack came back, he started giving him all of these little tiny jobs around, and he literally was watching Jack so closely all the time. He would over and over tell Jack how he was going slow or taking longer than he thought he should, and he the next couple of weeks would pull Jack into the office time after time again and scold him and write him up. And he just really was trying to push Jack to quit even more. But Jack didn't want to quit because Jack liked this job. And finally, one day, Eugene would pull Jack in the office again and give him his third write-up. This is one of the places where, you know, three strikes and you're out. And he had three write-ups and he fired Jack. When Jack left, he was so angry, you guys. 
and he got thinking about it and he felt like it was just totally wrong and that it was a work accident and of course he was going to be slow. He had injured his hand so bad and he was still coming to work because he wanted to. I don't blame him for any of the anger that he felt towards his job because his boss was being unreasonable and was being rude. But the actions that Jack would do next are not okay. They do not make sense just because he was fired. Jack would sit at home for a while, just thinking and just getting more and more mad about the situation. And this is when he started to visit the establishment a lot. He would go, say hi to the people that he knew, get some food, sit down, and just watch, missing the place that he really did like to work, but also making him matter. And it didn't stop there, the random visits and eating there. Jack would begin to stalk the workers. This started when one of them left for the day, Jack decided to get up and see what they were up to. He was curious and mad, obviously, and he followed her. And it just bloomed into a scary flower from there because he started doing it with everybody. He would follow them after they left. He would start to sit outside of the store when he didn't have money to buy food or didn't want to buy food, and he would just watch and wait till somebody left and he'd follow them. He fell into a pattern though as a lot of you know serial killers do and a lot of people end up doing in general because there were a couple people that he enjoyed following more and he would start to call the restaurant every single day and speak to the people who were working there he would pretend to place an order or something get mad ask for a manager they would pass the phone around until he had talked to pretty much everybody there that way he knew who was working. There were even times where he would call and not say anything and just listen to who said hello in the background noise and then hang up, driving to the restaurant to watch them work for the night because there were these huge windows in the front of the restaurant and in the dark he could sit outside and watch them clean and close up because it was light inside the restaurant and then he would follow them to wherever they were going. And this just brought more anger into Jack. He was so mad that these people were just working where he wanted to work, having a good time. And he started to plan his revenge. To make matters even worse for Jack, he would end up getting injured in an automobile accident while he was stalking one of the workers here. It sounds like he had some mild frontal lobe injuries, and this would lead him to be even more angry about the people in the restaurant that were doing this. He almost blamed them for him getting hit by this car. And as you know by a couple other serial killers and stuff that we've talked about before, they've always had frontal lobe injury and that does make for some issues with your decision making and maybe that's kind of what tipped him over the edge. But either way, he was mad and he blamed everybody in that restaurant for the accident with his hand, for him getting fired, for them just enjoying working there, for them working there in general, he was mad at everybody. Jack at this point had decided that he wanted revenge. He wasn't sure what kind of revenge, but he knew he wanted it. 
he would decide he wanted to attempt to break into this restaurant. And to practice breaking in, he would start on his own door. This is where he would kind of learn and teach himself how to break in a lock, break down the door. This is how he figured it out, basically. But as he practiced breaking in, he would obviously be thinking for long periods of time. And this, in turn, would leave him even more mad, let's be honest. And he would decide that he didn't just want to break into the restaurant, but he wanted to scare his co-workers. Some of these people he didn't even know anymore. He'd been gone for so long, and he wanted to break into their homes. Before the incidents that followed, Jack would break into the restaurant one night. Everybody was gone for the night, and he would know by watching them while they worked. And he would easily steal money out of the safe. He was wearing a mask so nobody could track him down. And he easily got into the safe because for some reason his boss didn't change the safe combination and Jack knew it because he had been at the restaurant for so long before he got fired. Unfortunately though, they had gone to the bank that night and dropped off most of the money. So Jack did not get away with much. He really only walked away with a couple hundred dollars. This was really like the opening money for the restaurant because they don't normally make a ton to drop off early, but they had been hit with a, you know, a rush the night before. And Jack should have known that because he was stalking and watching them, but he didn't think about the idea that they made a lot more than usual and were probably going to drop it off to the bank. Jack also did not disarm the alarm in the restaurant. This could be for a lot of things. I mean, he hadn't worked there for a long time. Maybe he forgot. Or just the rush of adrenaline that he had from breaking in. Maybe he just didn't think about it. Even though the alarm was triggered and the authorities immediately got dispatched to go to the restaurant, they didn't get there in time. And Jack managed to break in and leave with a couple hundred that he had gotten from the safe. The authorities opened an investigation... But with Jack wearing a mask and them not really knowing who it was, it slowed this investigation down. And unfortunately, they were not able to catch Jack before he would attempt to carry out the rest of his plans. Jack would also later inform the authorities when they did have him under custody that the money that he stole from his former work was going to be used to start a new life. He planned on carrying out these next actions and running away forever. But let's be honest, a couple hundred is not going to get you far. Before the authorities could come to the conclusion that the man they were looking for was Jack, he would be allowed to carry out these next actions. On September 6th, 2002, he would drive to his boss's house one night. He knew that Eugene's daughter had spent her Friday nights at her friend's house, because like I had said, he had been stalking everybody for about six months now. He had been watching everybody's pattern so he could have a plan. He also knew that at this time of night, Eugene was usually asleep. Jack would use a scraper to break into the boss's home with the intent on murdering him out of anger because he fired him from the job that he deserved. But what Jack did not expect, and what was out of Eugene's pattern, would be that Eugene was on a date that night, and was not home, and wouldn't be home till the next morning. 
This made Jack even matter when he realized that he had done all this for nothing. And now Eugene was going to know somebody broke into his house when he got home and he might never get to carry out these plans. The plan was to steal money from his former job, murder his boss who had wrongfully fired him and targeted him, and then jump states forever. But everything seemed like it was crumbling now. He only got $200 from his job when he robbed it. His boss wasn't home. How is he going to jump states with $200 and live under the radar? Because he didn't stalk anybody the couple days before this incident because he was beginning to carry it out, he did not know that Eugene had gone on a date. We find this out later when they bring Eugene in and question him, and that's when Eugene tells them where he was at that night. And Jack just assumed that Eugene was working the night shift at the restaurant, even though he never worked those shifts. Because in his mind, there was nowhere else that he could have been. And in a blind rage, he sped to the restaurant. There were a couple new co-workers who had never worked with Jack and didn't even know about Jack who were working that night. Jack had stalked them a couple times, so he knew of them, basically, and he would sneak into the restaurant while it was still open, and he would hide in the bathroom until closing time. When they would close, these two girls would start to clean the restaurant and do their closing duty, unaware that Jack was hiding in the bathroom. Jack's first victim was... Ruka Salt. She was in charge of cleaning the bathrooms that night, and she would walk into the bathroom with the intent on cleaning it and checking it. And while she started to clean, Jack would end up fatally stabbing her to death and dropping her on the floor to bleed out in the bathroom while he went to find the other worker. This other worker's name was Liz Winston. She was unaware that Jack was in the building, and she had her back turned to him while she did the dishes. Jack would end up fatally stabbing her to death as well, dropping her on the floor and leaving her to bleed out while he searched the restaurant for Eugene, who, since he was on a date, was not there. Jack would aimlessly walk around the restaurant for a few minutes, thinking and planning and trying to figure out where Eugene was. He would just decide to leave and drive around and look for Eugene at this point. Now, Jack really walked away almost uninjured. These women did not know he was there. He snuck up behind them, caught them off guard. The first woman didn't leave any, you know, anything really. She died really quick. But the second woman, because she was doing dishes, actually had a knife in the sink. And when he began to stab her, she managed to stab him back and slice open his previously injured hand. Which is probably really good because that is one reason why they knew that Jack was responsible. Jack would end up storming out the front doors. Now, he snuck in before the alarm was turned on because it was during business hours. But as soon as they locked those doors, they had turned the alarm on. When Jack left the building, like I said, whether it was because he was in a blind rage and had adrenaline just pumping through his system, or because he hadn't worked there for so long, he didn't think about the alarm, and this triggered the alarm. It took the authorities about 10 minutes to get to the scene, and this is where they would discover the dead women, because Jack would leave the front door unlocked and everything, so it was easy to get into the building. 
Jack would begin to drive around town aimlessly to try and track down Eugene, and the authorities informed him of what had happened. Because they were here recently, it was very easy for them to get their hands on the footage that was taken that night. And Jack, this time, did not cover his face. It was very, very clear, and when the authorities sent a photo to Eugene, he easily told them that that was his former co-worker, Jack Richard, that he had fired after a work accident. Police knew who they were looking for, and they immediately sent out police cars to find Jack before he disappeared. And because Eugene had informed them that he fired him after a work accident and he was mad about it, they would find Jack parked in front of Eugene's house, hidden very poorly in a line of trees, waiting for Eugene to come home that night. Immediately, they would arrest Jack under two charges of murder. They already knew right off the bat it was him. They had photos and videos of him, and they had an injured hand. They knew Jack was responsible. The sentencing was easy. Jack would come clean almost immediately to authorities, and inform them of what had happened that night, before, how he felt, and they easily charged him. But before, even though he had come clean, he still claimed not guilty. This would lead to multiple court hearings, and, you know, these were easy and quick. They literally had footage of not only Jack robbing the store, but the night of the murder unmasked. They would sentence Jack Richard to life in prison without the possibility of parole, and he is still carrying it out to this day. And of course, like I said, this had become a horror story shared amongst the town, and I think that's where I really first heard it. It's spread far now. It's not just around the town, and it's a scary story that Jack Richard is going to come and visit you, and like I said, we love to talk about this as a kid, and... This man was so angry that it led him to stalking these people, murdering them, just all of these terrible things. And as soon as he came out and told people what he had been doing before the murders, it scared everybody else. Because you don't know who is sitting outside of your restaurant every night watching you. It's dark outside. You usually can't see outside those windows, but everybody can see in. It's terrifying to think somebody could be following you home every night. Breaking into your house, breaking into the restaurant, it's terrifying. All out of anger. Anger does crazy things to people. And Jack Richard is the perfect example of a terrifying thing. It's become now a terrifying story. A terrifying, scary story to tell over the fire and to spread amongst your friends. He's officially gained a nickname now. Most people don't know him by his actual name, which is Jack Richard. Most people know him as his nickname, the Hashlinging Slasher.
This episode is based purely on the story of the hash-slinging slasher that was aired on Spongebob in the USA on September 6, 2002. None of this is fact and is purely a story. If you wish to learn more about the hash-slinging slasher, you can learn more on the Graveyard Shift episode of Spongebob Squarepants. Thanks for listening, and April Fools.